Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ah, the crack of the bat. Better up! Welcome to No Bunts, the show for the casual baseball fan on the Athletic Network from your sports-loving friends at No Dunks and the biggest Timmy Trumpet fans there are. Timmy Trumpet. Bringing trumpets to sports stadiums near you. <laughs> it was Timmy Trumpet. Oh, you're going to know that man's name very soon. With me, the baseball-loving Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo, slapping the glove. That's that sweet, sweet leather you're you know, hearing right now. You know it. Got to bring a baseball glove to a baseball podcast. You never know when they're going to be hitting one outside the lines. <laughs> you always got to be ready. Yeah. You see all these new stadiums, balls hitting out of the stadiums these days? Balls hitting out of the stadiums these days. I want to catch one. <laughs> Could be rolling up here to the Classic Factory as we speak. And the man making the magic happen in the Classic Factory, JD. Hello. But it's not just us. Our friend, Kelly Dwyer, is with us. Kelly, there he is. There he is. There he is. Time to look at the camera, sir. How are you? I was uh, checking the alignment on this Gibson ES3335. I am so happy to be here and talking talking uh, balls and balls and balls and bats and balls. Got to meet y'all. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you came on the Zoom, and uh, we heard some uh, tasty licks happen in there. Can't well, yeah, there's, oh, yeah. oh, you're playing now? <laughs> we, can, we can only see your shoulders, so it's uh, kind of unknown where the, the licks are actually coming from right now. Yeah, it's very funny because uh, you can you, oh, can, you can hear the beauty. the gentle sounds of, of KD ripping on that thing. Uh, ripping's the wrong word. Um, there's, there's rips. There's rips. Yeah, there's runs. Yeah. There's rolls. <laughs> there's shreds. There's shreds. There's some shreds. Uh, Kelly Dwyer with us. Of course, you know him from uh, basketball lore, from the second arrangement, which you should be subscribed to, of course. I'm going to say the second arrangement email that I get is my favorite email. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. The second arrangement email that I get in my inbox is my favorite email to scroll through and read because Kelly Dwyer is always a good read. So I appreciate you uh, making my inbox a little bit better than just uh, bills and crap, KD. Thank you so much. And thank you on behalf of all of us listeners for giving us another awesome podcast to listen to during the summer. Cheers, guys. That's nice of you. Yay. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get to popping some baseball packs with you uh, a little yes. bit later, but uh, you were just at a baseball game. So please tell us about that, Kelly. My wife and I uh, went to a concert in Detroit on Sunday and uh, went to a Reds-Cardinals game on Monday. I am not a Reds fan. I am a uh, Cardinals fan. I uh, I try to be self-aware as a Cardinals fan. I try not to flaunt it. I know of our <laughs> reputation. Earned. Well earned. Uh, best fans uh, in baseball. You're one of them. Best fans in – yes. 100% <laughs> the best fans in baseball. And um, 
And this game was there, in Cincinnati. Just to... it was in Cincinnati, right. and with fewer than you know six hundred Reds fans there, we decided it was safe to go down there and have they had the time of our lives. Got to see dingers and uh, got to see a record breaking dinger. It was it was fantastic. And with the whole park to ourselves, we uh, we sat out a rain delay and went to the very uh, went to the Euchre spot, uh, seats in the bleachers, and and uh, it was it was a tremendous night of baseball and rain. <laughs> the Euchre seats. What what are those? They're the worst seats in the house. <laughs> As uh, made famous by his uh, Miller Lite commercials from the late 70s, early 80s, where he was, uh, they presumed he was given box seats because he's Mr. Baseball. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the usher uh, shoots him to, to where he's at, and he's a million miles away amongst the pigeons. <clears throat> so, yeah, we had beautiful seats right in back of Nolan Arenado and, uh, you know, third row and, and had the time of our lives actually, uh, you know, getting to see the ins and outs and what's going on in the dugout. And then there was an hour and a half rain delay. In a twelve to four baseball game, so oh. we decided to just walk around and uh, and uh, yeah, Cincinnati. They have a beautiful ballpark there, and uh, no one was in the bleachers but us. And uh, uh, yeah, just uh, two young lovers on the river watching a position player uh, finish out the game. <laughs> they call it a. It's the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, right? I thought I heard uh, the nickname was the Great American Small Park. So no surprise <laughs> you'd be seeing all these yes. dingers out yes. there. I mean, yes. Sabo, Larkin, Reggie Sanders. These guys can mash. Uh, don't give away I mean, our popping packs later, uh, Trey. <laughs> no, I mean, they can mash. They can slash. You got your Hal Morris. You got your Herm Winninghams. I mean, they're they're all over the field there. Yeah, it is a band box. It's an absolute band box. And uh, we saw dingers from the other team. Uh, some some cool kid, uh, you know, uh, came down right in front of me, a, a Reds fan. And, uh, you know, we were chatting it up. He, was, uh, he could tell I was a Cardinals fan. He was offering me trades. He was wondering if you got Trout. And 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 uh, and and Otani, would you trade him for? Now this is the correct deal: Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Now, mm. as a fan, I'm supposed to say, "Yeah, give me that package of those youngsters and the guy that can pay 13 positions." Yes, please, please, please. <laughs> but as a fan, my heart, man, you know, you're explaining it to a 10 year old, and and but you know, he dug it, he understood it, he he like Trey was wearing a glove, he was he was <laughs> ready. Uh, it was it was a, it was a fantastic night of baseball. It was. Uh, even on a school night, even the the kids were represented. The dads were in place, getting the job done. The moms were waiting it out till midnight in a in a pointless ball game in a twelve to four ball club. The college kids were rowdy and YMCA and all over the place. The ushers were yawning. It was, uh, I love baseball. Uh, well, you basically just uh, detailed all six hundred fans that were there. At, 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 <laughs> we tried counting. We uh, tried counting. Uh, but I, I guess that happens in the Midwest. Do St. Louis fans travel? I mean, I, you're from urban or uh, suburban Chicago, the Chicago in area. Indiana. And they're everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. Every gas station, uh, you know, you think you're seeing some other form of red hat and you're used to that form of red hat, uh, but it's not. It's it's a nice little STL in there. Yeah, they travel. I've seen them uh, obviously growing up there in the Chicago Stadium all the time, uh, uh, Cubs Park. And, and uh, yeah, we've seen them in Milwaukee. We've seen them. Uh, We've seen him in Peoria this year, the uh, the minor league affiliate that we checked out earlier this summer, and uh, yeah, they travel they travel all the time. I'd say it was probably seventy thirty. It was it was pretty hardy St. Louis uh, show up there, especially in the section where it was obvious everyone bought seats on the uh, internet. Yeah. <laughs> My dad was in town over the weekend. He's a big Cubs fan, so obviously. Uh... It pains him to say anything nice about the St. Louis Cardinals, <laughs> but you know we're watching Braves Cardinals. He's like, I can't deny it. They got one of the best uniforms out there. And I could tell it was like hurting his heart, and I was a little worried for him, uh, considering some of the health problems he's had in the past. But hearing him praise uh, the look of the Cardinals, it's undeniable. It feels like it's unchanged. 
since probably their inception. And man, you put some birds on a bat. That's a win for me. <laughs> uh, it's and- a good look. Are they referred to as the Redbirds? You said you said red. You said birds there, Trey. Is that is that a common? That's right. That's right. I mean, I hear I hear birdos. I hear Redbirds. Uh, you know, it's the rare Chicago birdos. thing. Birdos. The Cardinals. <laughs> the Cardinals. <laughs> the birdos is good. Isn't that where the Bulls uh, used to practice? Yeah, they <laughs> hung out of the Birdo Center. Uh, yeah, Red Redbirds works, but we're we're usually kites. You- Kelly, did you catch any of uh, the Braves-Cardinals series over the weekend? I was really looking forward to it. The Braves playing pretty well uh, in that Mets series last weekend. They've had a nice run here. Then they dropped 2-3 or three against the Birdos, and the one on Saturday was just an absolute disaster with Jansen blowing it in the ninth. It was rough. It was rough. But, uh, you know, when you got guys like Lars out there, uh, you know, slapping the ball <laughs> to right field and, uh, you know, we, the, the team takes a lot of walks and uh, doesn't strike a lot of people out. But it's uh, it's uh, it's some it's some old timey ba- uh, baseball. You got those birds on the bat weighing everything down. So you did not as much launch angle. But, uh, yeah, that was that that was a surprise to us. The Braves are are great the Braves are so good and they're they they're always trashing the Cardinals because the Braves are a way better baseball team but uh yeah Cardinals at the end of a two-week swing uh yeah that, that was that was awfully impressive I I had kind of uh, uh, uh solemnly given up on the Saturday night game and the Sunday one was uh was it was another huge uh fun fun time out uh just as long as you have the game on mute <laughs> <laughs> you slipped in the name Lars just for people out there who don't know the Cardinals have an outfielder named Lars Newtbar. That's his name. Uh, and and I haven't been, uh, I've never been really an NL guy, but watching Nolan Arenado, their third baseman, and Paul Goldschmidt, those guys work magic. It's not uh, hyperbole by any means. Those guys are so good. Nolan Arenado quite often gets compared here to Austin Riley in Atlanta. People criticize Austin Riley because he's not as good defensively as Nolan Arenado. You know why? Because Arenado is a, uh, Amazing! One of the greats. He is one of the greats. Is he a platinum glover? Is that a thing in baseball? Is is he? He's got so many gold gloves that maybe maybe a certain number gets. Yeah. What do they give like Thriller when it when it went over like fifty million or something like that? It it needs it needs that level. He's just it's ridiculous what you expect out of that position now after only watching him for a year plus. It's 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 just that he's genuinely outside the lines he makes throws that on the on the mark that you just we expect ridiculous things now and 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 heaven help the person who replaces him it's it, it was such an I, I could not believe it when they when they acquired him I, I i cannot believe our luck uh he it was a treasure to watch a future hall of famer just a couple uh, dozen feet away from where he worked the other night and uh, you know we may have our issues off the court, as I do with most Cardinals, but that's that's okay. That's part of the package when you take on a different sport. Um, it's it's not all going to be hockey. These guys and Nolan <laughs> is just just what you know. The the kid in front of me was pointed out. He had his glove barely on before before the, every pitch. He was talking with the umps. He was. You know, he was not like, uh, you know, steely Kevin Garnett staring things down out there. He was it, he was very loose in between pitches and not because it was the Reds, I'm presuming. I'm just assuming he's he's like that. So, you know, it's cool to, you know, I don't know what Brooks Robinson was like between pitches. I have no idea what was going down there at the hot corner in the 40s and 50s. But to see how a Hall of Famer handles it in this era, uh, it's it's I feel very lucky to have uh, spent a lot of time watching the season. Yeah, the highlights are uh, absolutely ridiculous. He he handled a ball, go off third base yesterday seamlessly because that's what he does. It, it is pretty cool. And as I said, 
Newt Barr, Arenado, Goldschmidt. Three great names uh, on the Cardinals. As much <laughs> totally. as people people love to hate them, uh, they are uh, making uh, their name pretty well known. They're, I guess they're, you know, they're they're sort of below the the elite elite teams uh, right now in baseball. The Dodgers just got to ninety wins, but they could easily they could easily go all the way. Uh, they are leading the NL Central right now, and they're damn good. Um, oh, they're way ahead in the NL Central. And Kelly, you said. You said the Braves are usually better uh, than the Cardinals, and maybe that's true, like, win percentage, and obviously they're having a better season so far this year. They're the defending champs, likely going back-to-back this year. But, I mean, seeing seeing the Cardinals, you know, they're fifth or fourth in the NL in wins, they always are good. I, you know, the Cardinals may not have the higher record going into the playoffs, but I feel way more confident in a Cardinals team always than I will in a Braves team because the Braves, like, you know, their their franchise history is having a great regular season and then coming up a little short in the postseason. Whereas with the Cardinals, I feel like they'll just have an average regular season, get hot come playoff time. They've obviously got some legends around the team right now. I feel like uh, St. Louis has to be feeling pretty good after the way the weekend went. Oh, yeah, because as you mentioned, we're the worst. We're the absolute worst. (laughs) We're the team that shows up with 84 wins and, uh, you know, throws out some lefty with 492 ERA in game two and still takes the series. That's that's what they do every year. And it upsets Twitter. And it's one of the it's fun to root for the, uh, you know, the anti team sometimes, even if that anti team is perpetually in the playoffs. I'm very lucky. I, you know, I, I, I grew into it in the eighties when they ran all the time and they had a little swoon when they were always said, you know, at least at worst mediocre. And uh, yeah, since the new owners bought the team, it's just been, they've been competing, competing, competing. And the farm system is, is obviously terrific. We're, we are aware of the weirdness of just seeing these guys every year come up and have like an 820 OPS for a year and a half with the Cardinals and then go off through obscurity of the rest of, you know, like we're, we're, <laughs> We're well aware of the fact that these guys coming out of the farm system are that no one else gets this, that this is just a weird thing that happens to the Cardinals sometimes. Brendan Donovan, what is that? And it's, <laughs> and it's Bo Hart. And, and and so some of us are trying to be on top of, of the, uh, you know, it's it, I feel lucky. I feel very, very lucky to watch Goldschmidt and Arenado throw baseballs to each other. That is that is a rare thing in any sport on any team ever, let alone two of them in their prime at the same time. So uh, a lot of fun. We have Go your- tonight. You're going tonight. Another game. Yes. In, yes. In, Subscribe in, to the second arrangements. Uh, gas is down <laughs> to you know I'm I'm averaging about thirty eight, thirty seven on the highways in the uh, in the hatchback. So uh, yeah, going down tonight. Going to be at live. Uh, excuse me. Purchase a bleacher seats. Uh, possibly on some sort of uh, street market. We'll see. We'll see what the corners are looking <laughs> like up to. There weren't there that many there the other day, but I have purchased uh, tickets outside of the stadium at Great American Ballpark. And let me tell you, as a former denizen of the Cincinnati area, those uh, those ticket brokers on the street are fine gentlemen and, gen- and, and women, and uh, I, I would encourage their pursuits. They have never given me a bogus ticket. I might uh, pursue that tonight. And, uh, yeah, go uh, try to be in the building around other people catching home runs. And you're going solo. Solo bolo on this one. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's time. You know the the, the yes. last uh, the yeah. last trip. Not enough jazz fusion on the last trip. We gotta <laughs> we gotta have some. Uh, you know, there's a lot of in you know earnest talking between me and the wife about delightful things and and cooing our love to one another. But now it's time for some electric bass solo. Yeah, you get to pick the music. Just just ride yourself. I I totally feel you on that one. I I also want to do the same thing. Uh, I'm gonna go to an ugly ballpark in Tampa similar situation just solo 
You're driving to Tampa by yourself? Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> That's it sicko is, mode right it. there. It's, wow. a, it's about a seven. It's a it's a seven. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna take in the game myself. I'm thinking about scoring the game when I'm there. Oh, Ooh, nice, would nice. You, a seven you... in September. That's gonna be beautiful. Come on, and you get a scorecard. You're gonna get the callus back on your pencil hand. Come on, it's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, I have been playing softball recently. Somebody handed me a scorebook to to take control of the the lineup, and, and as soon as I wrote down the three, softball. a three six. Uh, put out at second. I was so pumped. Uh, I was ready. I was ready to get back. Still in. got it. And, oh, yeah, still got it. <laughs> still got the penmanship. I'm. I was looking like, where do I circle? The guy just walked. We had a walk, which is ridiculous. There shouldn't be any walking in softball. Uh, but where do I circle the BB, the base on balls? Because you got to circle what the the person did before you uh, you score it. Anyway, excited for that. Excited for the second arrangement and what you do uh, with your your performance tonight. what did, can i ask uh, go ahead go ahead you're gonna pass you can always also what phil rizzuto um had a ww also uh which he famously wrote down when he wasn't watching <laughs> <laughs> that's baseball baby <laughs> i spend a lot of time at the uh, saber uh, biographical uh, channel i uh, you know there's not so much to do in the nba in the summertime so you find yourself on the uh you know the the Harry Sweets Walker, the you know the 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 John Suitcase Simpson uh, biography. It's 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 a it's a fun forty five minutes. Oh, you're telling me I got obsessed in the past week watching uh, baseball glove YouTube videos. I found out now that guys are sticking two fingers into the pinky of their glove instead of any into uh, like into the regular ones. It changes the shape of your pocket. I've been trying to adjust to that. So it you feels skip, insane to me. Skip the ring finger. Yeah, look at this. Yeah, you skip the ring finger, you got nothing, or I guess you got nothing in the pointer, so it's a little bit, uh, it just changes the shape of your pocket. Uh-huh. Um, but you're utilizing Arenado those forearm you know? muscles. Arenado and Chapman, Chapman on the Blue Jays. I think those guys went to high school. They're two of the best fielders out there. They seriously do that? They like that nice that? wide glove, yeah. It's weird stuff. Well, that is very, very weird. That's probably why I dropped the ball at first base. Uh, <laughs> a, a lob ball. But the guy was throwing it around the screen. We got a screen for the pitcher so it doesn't get... Oh, nice. yeah, the sure. lob ball really throws you off. Um, anyways, we still haven't talked about Albert Pujols. You you slipped in there that you saw a record-breaking home run, which is a uh, is it a record? I mean, Albert, okay, let me let me let me let me uh, outline it here for the fans. Albert Pujols hit his 694th home run. That's not the record. He hit his it's his, he is fifth all time, and we're watching it here on YouTube. I don't know how it got out. It was just he put the bat on the ball. He's that freaking strong that it went opposite way, got out to the bleacher. So 694. But again, that's not the record as he goes for 700. It was the 450th pitcher that he's homered off of. That's the record. The most all-time pitchers that he's hit off of. So it's kind of a fake record, but you, you think it's a, a record, Kelly. I'm I'm offended. The, the power <laughs> of expansion is real in our generation. We need to accept it. Just because some of us can't sometimes confuse the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, that's you know that's not expansion's fault. Yes, that's good. Four fifty. That's that's incredible. That's that's a, that's a whole NBA. I, I love that. That's that's a great <laughs> thing for that. Come on, I, if you can remember what you were doing 21 years ago when this guy was coming up, and it's still happening in your lifetime, that's this is it's a remarkable thing. I'm having a, with him and Serena. It's it's been it's been a wonderful week. Yeah, it's the whole NBA, as you said. Uh, so my question is, what's the NBA equivalent of this type of record? So yeah, he he's he's still chasing Aaron and Bonds and Babe 
and even Alex Rodriguez, just two more to, to catch Alex Rodriguez. But this record of 450 <laughs> pitchers that he's hit off of, I laugh. Uh, to me, Unbreakable, uh, some people are saying. Well, yeah, with, with, expa- <laughs> with expansion, <laughs> with all these position players pitching that uh, Kelly slipped in there, he watched a position player get on the hill and close out that game. I heard Jason Stark on the Athletic MLB show say it's the most position players ever to pitch this season. Stats. Stats. Freaking baseball. <laughs> That's not a record. That Well, yeah, yeah, it's not a record, but it's a record. Position players are pitching more than ever in MLB history. Can you? Would you guess how many have taken the hill this year? Position players come on over. Because back when we watched <laughs> baseball, it would be like 10. Maybe. Nah, that's a high. I don't know. No, no know. way. No, it'd be like one guy and it'd be like on a highlight video for the next 12 years. Yeah, like Jose Canseco did yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, almost 100 this year. 98. 100? Yeah. That's too many. I'm that's, with Jason Stark on this one. That's a lot. Um, but that's just They're going They're all jocks. Up. They can handle it. <laughs> that guy came up for the Reds, and I'll be honest, I'm not deep on the Reds, uh, you know, baseball reference page. So we had no idea it was a position player out in the bleachers. It was just some guy that was getting hammered by by uh, Dickerson. It was, it was, you know, not unlike any of the other uh, hurlers they sent to the mound that night. So it's, uh, you know, for uh, for us uh, casuals, it's it's a fun treat when you get home and he's like, oh, that fella plays the shortstop too. Okay, okay, that's good for him, good for him. You're right, they're jocks. There was some guy, uh, I think it was on the Rays or somebody, he, he was a starting catcher and then he ended up pitching. And yeah. they won the game. Uh, I don't know. Got a win. And, and now he plays for the CFL team. He's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 they're all, they can handle this stuff. Is there an NBA equivalent to this fake record record? I mean, it's, it's the NBA is so boring with its with its like twenty a game in someone's face. No, that's there's nothing like a dinger, guys. There's there's you know the, the closest you could be, come up with is uh, you know like Vince Carter may have crammed on uh, you know forty two different starting centers over the course of a, <laughs> a twenty two year you know something like that or the, yeah. the you know the combined war of of the, the the power forwards that he threw down over or the you know the the, the small forwards that the Kobe shot fadeaways. No, no, it's it's nothing nothing tops stingers it's a unique and pastoral exercise and uh, i i I shudder to compare it to anything outside of maybe the time that jordan got all three georgetown centers and then waved the finger into kembe's face so i guess i guess three is the equivalent uh alonzo patrick and dikembe to the 450 pitchers i guess you weren't anywhere near the right field bleachers when uh pujols put it over the fence no but that you know that's what he does he goes inside out in this stuff he just uh you know i gosh it's, it's, and he's been doing it for two decades i'm recalling being at, at uh euchre seats in the 2004 playoffs and going how can anyone hit a home run because i'm facing him uh as he's as he's teeing off on that left foot and grinding in and digging in in the weirdest way and just wondering how anyone can can even manage a baseball swing with that stance and then he turns inside out on a houston astro something or other and goes to 400 and i believe it was two to three thousand feet with that home run that I'm recalling. Uh, I didn't see the Lidge one, but uh, yeah, he's he's just he's a marvel. He's this 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 uh, you know this big fella that can just, just turn in inside out on this stuff and and uh, and uh, giggle his way through uh, through another season and then retire out of nowhere. I hope. Uh, yeah, he's retired. Uh, it, you know, it, he's done. He's he's done. He's done. He's done. But you, think uh, so? you know, if, if, what if said. there was an all left-hander league? What if we got that going, an all southpaw, you know, sort of situation? Well, that's, a good, be, that's a good idea. I'd watch that. I'd, go, I'd pay ten bucks to go see that. They'd open up for minor league teams or something like that. It's be. Like, I've seen a six-three under basketball league or six-six and under, whatever that was. I should be able to see a left-handed league. Yeah. Okay, but he's at six hundred ninety-four home runs yeah. right now. Only three players in MLB history have hit seven hundred or more. 
Pujols has been on a little bit of a tear uh, in the past month. He has been he's tearing. Been, he's been raking. He's been cranking. But six home runs in about 30 games. KD, you think it's possible that he gets to 700 this year? Or is he going to get to like 698, come back for a few plate appearances next year, get over the big 700? If any city would welcome that, it would be the St. Louis Cardinal thing. Yeah, of they, he, he blessed our April with 72. He, he batted 160, <laughs> but he got those two other home runs. And uh, yeah, he could pull that off, but they can also keep throwing lefties at him. Like yeah. We were at the ballpark the other night. I was like, God, I hope they, they leave this lefty in, honey. We got to hurry up and get these beers back to the seats, honey. We got to let pools are coming up. He may, you know, they're and they didn't, but geez, he's, that's that's what he does. He just uh, it's it's when you least expect it. My, none of us thought he'd be anywhere near this good. This I thought he'd be okay. I didn't mind the signing, especially for the price. Uh, you know, I would have preferred a, a better day to day player. But uh, yeah, to have someone with a with a double digit or whatever it is OPS against lefties just hanging out on the bench, setting records, four fifty record. You love stats, OPS. You're dropping OPS here on the show, but the numbers are the numbers are. I have to say it. I have to say these numbers because, as you as you've Oosh. said, he's so good against lefties and so poopy against righties. He's batting three eighty seven, old school average there for you, but slugging eight oh six for an OPS of one point two three one. So nearly four hundred against left handers and an eight hundred slugging percentage, which is absolutely ridiculous. So if every if there was an all lefties league, he would be the star attraction. But against righties, he's only hitting one ninety four, mm. um, and yeah, there's just a lot more righties and lefties. So uh, he will be out there in the playoffs against lefties, and that's the beauty of this DH rule as well. You get one more good hitter, and Albert Pujols, he's streaking. He's a good hitter. He's streaking for seven hundred, but he's gonna hang him up. So I don't know if he's gonna get there. I don't know if he's gonna get there. Um, That'd be cool though if he gets the seven hundred yeah. homers and Judge also hits over sixty. Like that's a throwback to the nineties. People mashing more dingers than you're expecting. But uh, Pujols not the only Cardinals legend set to retire this season. I think uh, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright as well. Katie, are you trying to go to as many uh, as many of these games as you possibly can just because these guys are around for the last time? Yeah, I I I go to it anyway, ten buck ticket. But yeah, yeah. Yadier's my favorite baseball player ever. Like oh, ever, yeah. ever, 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 ever. Yeah, he supplanted Eric Davis. So yeah, it is it is uh, you know, I just I love watching him. And to have, you know, your favorite baseball player leave his team in the middle of the season to go root on his favorite his basketball team that he owns. I mean, of course that's my favorite <laughs> player times a thousand. That only cemented this legend's legacy in my eyes. Uh, yeah, Wayne Wainwright is is he's, he's Wayno, a uh, seventy-two mile an hour uh, curveball. You know, come on, you know it's coming, but it's dropping in, and uh, it's ridiculous how he gets away with it. But I'm happy to watch it until another autumn. Uh, yeah, we're 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 very blessed, and yeah, Yadi's Yadi's just the champion. He's just the absolute. He's the. I'm gonna be there in Cooperstown. I hope to make it another five years and drive the hatchback safely up to. I've never been there, but I'm definitely going for to visit his uh, enshrinement. It is kind of rare to be able to toe the line between, like you're saying, Arenado and Goldschmidt are like in the prime of their careers, a couple of the best players uh, in the league right now. But you also have legends retiring. It's kind of spursy the way like they're able to kind of toe the line between these two eras. You said you've been watching the Cardinals forever since the 80s. As long as I can remember, they've had incredible first basemen. So rank these Cardinals first basemen, Kelly. Mark McGuire, legend. Albert Pujols, legend. Paul Goldschmidt, current legend. Okay. Uh, first, I want to say Jack Clark is last <laughs> in, in whichever we're doing. Uh, yeah, we're going to put Pujols first by a lot. McGuire was fun. He was like it was one home run every 7.8 at-bats. That is 
that's pretty gnarly. Uh, the late nineties were a trip kids. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, but Goldschmidt's defense watching him that first year, uh, we knew he could play defensively, but that was just outstanding consistency range. You don't have to worry about anything. Just, He's only going to throw the pass if it's going to be complete. It's one of those situations. He's not going to overplay on things in terms of, uh, you know, balls bouncing and stuff like that. He's not going to lose his mind out there. Things don't go wrong. He's just a tremendous defensive player. And the fact that he's, if he was 260 this year and 20 home runs, I'd be like, this guy's the greatest. I, I can't believe he's a Cardinal. I'm so happy just because I'm a defense guy. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we're going to go uh, Albert Paul and then, um, uh, you know, well, old big neck there, number number three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some- some great names. I mean, I got one too. But, you know, I've been, I've been socking dingers too. So it, you know, it happens to that's all of us mix. Uh, yeah, if you're listening, uh, Kelly Dwyer just gave a neck shimmy. Uh, <laughs> he's got. He's got. I showed one. my Yadier Molina it's a neck tattoo. Uh, oh wait, I took it off. I'm sorry. It's it's temporary. I only wear it for the games. Uh, but yeah, just to reiterate, Yadier Molina is an owner of a basketball team in Puerto Rico, and he left the Cardinals for two games because he wanted to see his Puerto Rican team in the finals. And respect. It, yeah. I mean, he, he was, he cleared it with uh, ownership, with management. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm gone for a couple of days. And obviously he's got that respect. So he took off and he came back and they won. Uh, so pretty won cool. the championship. The, yeah, I guess the Puerto Rican league. Puerto Rican league. Yeah, nice. yeah. The championship. Yeah. Uh, so that is, uh, that is extremely cool. Um, a couple other cool things because, Baseball is about little names and stats. You just I like how you just drop the the Albert, the Paul, the first names. Um I, I got another name for you, Maddox. I know Trey's a, a big Braves fan. What is pitching a Maddox? What's a Maddox, guys? Because it was recently done. What is a Maddox? It was recently done by the Cardinals, Jordan Montgomery. Uh, the complete game shutout? Complete game. Under 100 pitches? Under 100 pitches. Oh, wow. Has to be under 100 pitches because Mr. Greg Maddox didn't go out. And you, you have to wear right. glasses during your post-game interview. <laughs> you take your contacts out. I was always like, is that Greg Maddox or Matthew Broderick out there? Especially when you throw on the glasses. I also remember one time uh, Maddox got hit by a foul ball in the dugout and he had like seams on his face. Those were like that and the Chicks Dig the Long Balls commercial are like the coolest things Greg Maddox ever did. Yeah, it wasn't. They're they're like uh, yeah, they're round glasses. Uh, yeah, yeah, like wire rim glasses. <laughs> yeah, he had it all, man. Um, sticking on the pitching front, Albert Pujols, six hundred ninety-four homers, four hundred fifty different pitchers. Can you name the five Hall of Fame pitchers that are already in the Hall of Fame that he homered off of? Because he, he got Pujols. Pujols, yeah, five Hall of Fame pitchers that he homered off of. Four I'm start. Going to, we're going to start with Cy Young. <laughs> Goodness gracious, thanks a lot. I, look, okay, so what? Uh, what recent? Oh, you boy, can just I'm think really of, re- of pitchers that are in the Hall of Fame. Hall- Halliday. Halliday is not one of them, surprisingly. But it was a good mm. guess. A good guess. Maddox. I don't know any of the recent Maddox, like, Maddox is the one. 2000 era. I guess Maddox would be one of the 2000 era pitchers that are in like the Hall of Fame. I'm not really great with a lot of them. I mean, let's see. Who's no, even the earlier. I even earlier, because Pujols been around so long. Go back, oh, really? go think '90s. So pitchers. he got Bob Tewksbury. Did he get Jamie? <laughs> no, Jamie Moore is not a Hall of Famer. Uh, <laughs> think NL boy, I'm, really, I'm really letting down this one. You know, if like if Lee were here, you could help me out with some Dale Ellis trivia. How about I'm, I'm, the big unit? The big unit. He, he hit one off Randy Johnson. Yeah, he hits wow. lefties great, man. 
I uh, I mix up the Diamondbacks Wowza. and the Colorado Rockies as well, <laughs> Kelly. But he was an Arizona yeah, I mean, Diamondback for a while. I always think of him as a Mariner, but yeah, he was in the Diamondbacks. So because there wasn't interleague play back then, pools in the National League. So um, yeah, there was. Uh, it's mostly there, well. There's two more National League guys. So Smoltzy, Smoltzy, very well done. Oof. One National League guy who was a reliever, and then one guy he got an interleague play. Oh, uh, once in a while. How about some CC Sabathia? Isn't that a you said National League reliever? National League reliever. You got a reliever. National League reliever. I'm just in the Hall of Fame. On because I just, I have. That's more no, of a 2000s. Big lefty, big the, closer entrance song. The Trevor Hoffman fellow? The Trevor Hoffman fellow. Nice. And, and then uh, he got one um, by a guy who shares a nickname with NBA players. I think there's multiple players with this NBA nickname. Not great players. Don't, don't sneak a look there, over here, Jericho. Is, is there a junkyard dog in the NBA or in the MLB? Yeah. No, it's an animal. I already it's said Suitcase Simpson. He probably was. Well, he played on the same team as CC Sabathia, as you mentioned. Not, Pettit, not the same era. Clemens. No, no, very close to Pettit. Very close to Pettit. Mariano, no, he was a starter. Lots of M's. Uh, Lots of M's. Mike Moussine. Um, the Mike the Moose. The Moose. I don't the know if they dog. called him that. What did you say, Kelly? It, who was who was Clemens's buddy that went out to Texas? Was that Messina? Or was that Pettit? Who was uh, the buddy with Clemens? That, anyway, they were both pictured working out in t-shirts that said Chili Dog on them. <laughs> and dog spelled D-O-G, not like dog, like bro. But it was still like a nickname, so we didn't Chili really dog. get that. Yeah, mm. Chili Dog. Yeah, it was when Clemens went to uh, the Astros late and took someone with him. That was a Yankee. I can't, it was one of those I think two. Pettit did go to the Astros. Astros. There you go. It was Pettit. It was yeah. Pettit was the Chili Dog. The only thing I remember about Mike Mussina is knuckle curve. He threw a Did knuckle he? curve. That's a cool pitch. Very I think everybody cool should pitch. throw the knuckle curve. Uh, and it's they interesting. should still call it the curve, just spelled with a K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, had, to write down, had to write that down in the scorebook yesterday. A K in softball, not good. Trevor but, Hoffman? Yep. Um, is he known for a changeup? I think he might be know. known for a changeup. Uh, and that's something I've been thinking about ever since <laughs> Kenley Jansen blew this save on Saturday night against the Cardinals. I like my closers to throw exclusively gas yeah if you're not throwing over 98 as a closer i don't want to hear it um so if you're not scary it's not the same to me like jansen's got good stuff i'm sure trevor hoffman if he did throw a change up has good stuff obviously he's a hall of famer one of the great closers but i like the guy who you're expecting to put triple digits on the gun uh, when it comes to the ninth inning because when it's all about movement things can go poorly and that's exactly what happened saturday night kelly jansen throws some heat though doesn't he he, uh, he's like in the 94s, but oh. it's, it's not the same. He's all about no. movement, but that's why no. he was losing. Wild pitches, hitting batters, walking guys, bad stuff. Strong disagree. Just Strong throw disagree. it straight and fast. Strong disagree. You're, you're who's, not... who's the greatest reliever ever? Who Mario. redefined the position? Mario? Eck, I don't know. Dennis Eckersley. Oh. No, no, prior to that. Eckersley. Eckersley. He had like a .42 ERA one year when he won two MVPs and three Cy Youngs in one season, I believe. I can't remember all the specifics, but he was all – swooping off speed things and backdoor sliders and stuff like that. No, I need a, I need a, I need a goofy looking reliever. I need a rally fingers. I need someone with some slick stuff at a Kenta Colby, a Quisenberry. I want a guy that seems like his wife runs like an art uh, gallery or something like that downtown. <laughs> I want, I want something that tells me this guy knows how to play some form of Spanish guitar in his persona. No, I need like a, yeah, I need, I need an act. I don't need a basic fireball or firing. Okay. He's got a little movement on that. And he can take, no, no, give me the swoopy stuff. Give me the Eckersley. Uh-huh. Well, that's what Kirk Gibson said as well. Give me the Eckersley. I'm waiting <laughs> for that swoops. backdoor slider. 
Yeah, so did Roberto Alomar. <laughs> I, I only have good memories of Eck, uh, who was a starter to start his career, right? And then uh, turned mm-hmm. into an That's amazing right. reliever, yeah. yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Well, thank you for dropping all those names. The Dan Quisenberry. Oh, God. Uh, That feels good. So let's get to uh, some name dropping here because we're going to open some packs where we will see some fantastic names. Now, uh, a couple days ago, I hadn't gotten any packs and I needed to get some real quick. So I wasn't going to do the uh, the order online because it was only going to get here today as we record here on Wednesday. So I went to a a collector store. Hey. And uh, got a couple packs. The only 90s era packs that they had were Bowman's. Okay. All right. Now, once you see the Bowman's, if you don't remember them, you'll, you will remember them. They're old looking cards. I'm holding the pack up here on YouTube. Smallest name you will ever see on a baseball card will be on these packs. It is so tiny. Oh, the way yeah. It's, it's, you'll it's see. totally true. Uh, I've, I've had these packs in my house for the last two days, and I just want to open them up and chew the 30-year-old gum, and I can feel it. The gum is there. wax pack. The gum is there. Yeah, they're waxy. But I I wasn't extremely happy with the Bowmans. So as a backup, I stacked some cards from my uh, 1990s Upper Deck collection, which was collected manually, pack by pack, 800 cards here. Um, This is a nice-looking set of cards. Yeah, the first page is gone. Um, So this is what... uh, Number nineteen to thirty-five, I guess, on the second page. Uh, the yeah, the front cover, front page is gone from over the years. But I stacked some cards from that as a backup. So here we go. Let's open some Bowman to start. We'll get to some nineteen ninety upper deck as a backup. Mm-mm. So Delicious. this is nineteen ninety season. I wonder if that means we're talking like nineteen eighty nine MLB draft. Yeah, so eighty nine. Just Kevin missing Mitchell out on year. Chipper, unfortunately. All right, so. Uh, to, what the heck is this? All right, yeah, I don't. I, I think the, my worry was we weren't going to get any names, but this is a decent name. <sighs> little guy, little guy, little guy, a New York Yankee. I would guess an Italian name. Um, played up the middle. He look. He looks rangy. Okay. Um, I don't oh, have geez. much more than that. Pagliarulo? No. No. Well done, though. How about? Um, Tony Graffinino. Well done with the name. No. <laughs> uh, I guess he played third base here. I guess he wasn't up the middle. Uh, what, what, what's he really talking? What? 1990? If you're the Yankees. Oh, you said Yankees. Yeah. He was acquired from the White Sox. I don't know if that... Well, that should help you, perhaps. 
It should. Steve Yet. Bouchel? He was never a white sock. Uh, his first name is Horny. His first name is Horny? Yes. <laughs> like, like oh, really? Oh. Or... No. <laughs> Lust McGill. This is, a good, this is a good baseball name, for sure. It's, it's a good baseball name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, his first name's a little excited. Yeah, his first name is Horny if you're Austin Powers, specifically. Oh, Ra- uh, Randy McClure, Randy... Randy... Uh, the Italian last name is where I uh, was where I would... <laughs> Randy Velarde, Randy Velarde. Randy Velarde, that's a good one. Yeah, it looks like he's ripping right nice. there. See, it, Look is- at that. Look at that typeset. That that two point type on that Randy there. Look at that. That's it's just like just for that, that action That's not shot. Too bad. It is signed. And this is the days of the stitched in stir up too, which is just classic eighty nine behavior. Yeah, are these cards uh, trying to to pull off an Opeachy? I don't know how long Bowman's been around, but they feel very. They came back and they they were going to be like, we're going to be the throwback card. We're going to be awesome. We're also going to be larger than normal. And everyone was like, no, these don't fit inside our boxes. I was one of those children. And uh, so the next set they made was normal size. And that's the one you're holding. Mm. Well done. Thanks for all that information. Randy Velarde. Randy Velarde. See, that that is one of the names that we're going to know from this pack. Because this next guy, there's no way that he was a Seattle Mariners outfielder. He looks like, yeah, he's an outfielder. I got nothing on this guy. Um, he was also a Yankee at some point. He's an outfielder. I mean, it's all lining up for Jay Buhner, but it can't be Jay no, Buhner. You would know no, Jay Buhner. Yeah, it's a much be smaller Phelps, name. You put Phelps in the outfield. <laughs> that's well, still, right. Still a Mariner in '89. That's that's also rough go. Oh, there's <laughs> some there are some Cubs some Cubs in his life. These cards are very confusing as to where these guys played. You got a Jerome Walton over there? No, no, no. No, he's uh, still a Cubby. Oh, his last name is his last name's uh, almost a fabric. Uh, <laughs> one letter, one letter short of being a fabric. That Tad, we all Tadley Esther. <laughs> one, <laughs> one letter short of being a fabric we all wear. Mark we're Burley all app. wearing right now. We're all wearing right now. Mm, cotton. Yep. Nice. One of the best fabrics out there. John, Jim Trotton. Nah, no, it's it's Miguel literally Cotto. Cotto, Henry Cotto, Cal- uh, Henry Cotto. Yeah, yeah, he was a, he was definitely a Mariner. Their their low years. Yeah, yeah, definitely he was one of the guys on those uh, Harold Reynolds teams. And yeah, <laughs> uh, Henry Cotto. Woman. I got yeah. He's, he's all ready for a for a summer that's going to include sixty wins. Uh, look at that. That's that's the excitement of spring, kids. That's <laughs> that's what that's the promise right there. He's it's about to fade real soon, and then he's going to get traded to a terrible Yankee team. Why the hell is his bat taped why did they tape bats up on the barrel it's the barrel that's taped not the handle you think that's a sweet spot (laughs) you got to work on hitting it there spring training we're working on uh ball striking see ball hit ball so you have to watch the ball oh that's probably yeah they don't want to scuff the balls they got to keep them clean (laughs) for the season gotta scuff the ball with that tape um all right this guy i remember as a speedster um simple name outfielder he's with the a's in this I, I kind of remember him as a San Francisco Giant, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Darren made his professional baseball debut at Scottsdale. Well, I guess his name Darren. is Darren. First name Darren. Darren. Jesus. Mm. Uh, yes. Darren means... Leester. <laughs> Can't be Darren. Darren Cotton. Dad. Yeah. No, not Darren Lewis. Darren Lewis. Don't Darren know that Lewis. guy. Oof. I gotta. I'm. That's I'm bad. 
You're, you're going to be pretty I'm sad skipping this, this game. I'm this. skipping this guy, Tim McIntosh. Tim Get out of here. McIntosh. Tim McIntosh. <laughs> well, roast God, beef you... popping up above the V-neck there for Tim McIntosh. <laughs> Why were they all V-necks? And they were all polyester V-necks in the 80s. How could that? That just could not have been fun. No. Just scraping. No. I do love all the pinstripes, though. The uniforms are looking great, though. Not yes, the most that readable. hat is superb. Yeah, great shape of the hat. Speaking of uniforms, this classic uni... No longer in Major League Baseball. Montreal Expos uni. If you're an Expos fan, you probably remember this guy. He was a very talented guy. He got around. I think he was on the Giants. Uh, he's an outfielder. Uh, he's with the Expos here. 5'10", 170. Yeah, not a, not a big guy. He was drafted by the Cubs number three. Is that the first round? Wow. Is he a number three pick? It says Cubs number three. I don't hmm. know if that means round or not. Uh, he's with the Spos here. F. Not Casey Candela. He was second baseman. I do not recall. Good, good guessing. Great names there, uh, but no. Uh, sim- oh, I know De Shields. No, he played with those guys, but he was, you know, definitely the lesser. He wasn't an Alu. He wasn't a Grissom even. Who among uh, us? He definitely played with the Giants. Dave Martinez. Oh, oh, David Martinez. Oh, okay. Talented, talented guy. <laughs> Yeah, he was on a uh, very good Cubs team in 88, oh. 89. There was oh, okay. some uh, internal uh, dissension in the clubhouse that mm. re- resulted in some trades, and uh, Martinez was uh, sent away. The, uh, the the Reds once had John Wedeland, future Hall of Fame reliever, and decided to trade him to the Expos for probably at the time 30-year-old Dave Martinez. Uh, ah, John uh, Wedeland, that was, yeah. That was, that was a bit of a biff on, on their end, but John, yeah, perfectly uh, able player. John Wedeland ended up in the uh, Hall of Fame? Yes, was he or just very good? Maybe oh, I, I don't know, know. but uh, you know, not much better than uh, those red teams in the late nineties. Really could have been something, but in the mid nineties, but it just, just, just they're always one player short. I think they inducted him into the Hall of Fame for having the dirtiest hat in MLB history. Actually, the Wetland man, John Wetland, loved a dirty hat. <laughs> oh, dirty hat! I thought you said dirty tat. I'm like, where is this? What is this? <laughs> what sort of barbed barbed wire monstrosity? What's hanging from it? Yeah, yeah, googliata. <laughs> This, uh, um, yeah, John Wetland, uh, dirty tat. This man may <laughs> may have had a dirty tat. He was a hurler. He did it from uh, the starter's position. He did it from the 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 bullpen as well. Okay. Um, it looks like his wife may have owned an art gallery. Oh, so he's got a look. <laughs> he's got a look. He's got a stash. He liked to stare down his opponents. He liked to. Dougie Jones. He did like to do a little demonstrative gestures to the opposing dugout. No, we just mentioned him. Oh, Eck. Oh, it is Eck. Yeah. It's oh, Eck, nice. baby. Oh, nice. oh, it's Eck. Nice Look at this. Right Look there. at this stare down. Yeah, yeah that's nice. That's nice. Just, just aggressively anti-sideburns. In that <laughs> yeah, that's just, a, just if you had sideburns, you were line. just you were just gone. Like, what what are you even doing with sideburns? Uh, but aggressive ear covers as well. That. that it's like, oh yeah, let them know I still know how to party. <laughs> I'm gonna strike you out, but I need to. I need you to know that I'm still cool. It is that's that's your spring haircut. That's what you decide on. Look at that palm tree in the background. This is a man who's ready that's to give nice up card. about four runs in the next six months. <laughs> uh, he uh, just recently retired as Cardinals broadcaster. Red Sox. Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where he was a, a famed starter uh, before uh, his, his uh, years got the best of him. And yeah, he was a, he was a lot of fun on those games. Yeah, these these cars are so dumb, uh, they, <laughs> and that they That's give what we thought. they give you the stats uh, that they they had against the team. The, the, every single team 
that they yeah, played. It's ridiculous. It's just they, and they have they would have like four at bats or something. Yeah, and I think one year they had them by month. And I'm not like who cares what they did in April, Bowman? <laughs> what is what is happening here? Yeah, you, you you know these cards very well. You know them better than I do, and I'm looking at them. But they don't have the previous teams. That's the the dumb thing. I want to give you guys some previous teams, but they literally just have the stats for the teams that they played against, which is. Anyways, uh, this guy's got alliteration in his name. Uh, he's a, a double letter, double start to his... Alan Anderson. Alan Ada Maderson. Alan Malin Erson. <laughs> no, but it, it's a great name. Um, it's uh, not not a player who's extremely well-known, but I just remember him because of his name. Walt Weiss. Nice. Very nice. Who's uh, part of the Braves. No, it's not him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> very nice, nice guest. Good. Part of the Braves uh, coaching staff. Pat Perry. Yeah. Mm. Who, Harry who? Pat Perry? Pat Perry? No. Rich Robinson? No, wait, Ron Robinson. No. A lot earlier in the alphabet. Um, he's in a middle infielder, 5'11", 170. He's with the Indians here. Brett Boone. No. Bob Boone. Brett Butler? No. Uh, Brett Butler's a good one. He was born in the Dominican Republic. That changes things. Fel- Felix Fermain. Oh, Felix, Felix Fermain. Fermain. Good name. Good name. Good name. Oh, yeah. Get that back. You don't need to month that. You don't need to month that. Uh, Make them work. They know what's coming, but you don't have to give it to them. You know what I mean, Felix? Way to hold back. Felix for me. Uh, another alliteration. Let's go with this, baby. Uh, I believe a starting pitcher. He'd like to sport a mustache. He's with the Astros here. Dougie Drayback? No. Oh, no, but. That's perfect. No, but the exact letter that you just said. And he's got a theory. He's got a theory. He's got a he's got D. A, he's got D. a th- Darwin. Danny yep. Darwin. Danny Darwin. Darwin. <laughs> nice one. Nicely. Danny John Darwin. Brothers. Maybe like a White Sox at some point. I don't know if that's yes. true. Nice. Yeah, he was a via uh, the White Flag trade where uh, Jerry oh, Reinsdorf there you go traded a bunch of White Sox on the way to the, uh, to the when they were like three and a half games out in August. And he was like, ah, I just I'm just a bad donor and I'm just going to trade everyone because oh. Yeah, it even has its own Wikipedia page. It does, yeah. I was uh, looking at it recently, too, for I have no idea what reason. Kelly, I feel like you're maybe a minor White Sox fan. Is that true? Yes, yes. I I own several hats and uh, thousands of baseball cards. And, yeah, they were the American League team, and they were always on TV. And uh, it was fun to go to Sox Park and uh, also watch the fireworks and and, – the old, old, old Sox park, yeah. I should say. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, I've, I've always I've always enjoyed the Sox. Uh, I was not a huge uh, follower of their 2004 run, but the 80s and 90s teams, uh, yeah, they, I was high up there. Seems to be that this season they've reached uh, kind of their fire Garpax moment. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Reinsdorf universe out there. At know. the very least, they need to bring the Charlie Law, Walt Herniak principles back to batting and open up that stance and try to go the other way. That's that's at least my uh, – that's the way I saw things back uh, in the early 90s. Walt Herniak <laughs> loved a high finish, a high one-handed wow. finish. I lost a lot of power in high school trying that one-handed finish. <laughs> yes. I think there it's may have been right. a, It's okay. I think It'll there, pay off eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may have been a Bowman's error here. Uh-oh. We got We had three Brewers in a row. And then uh, I found a fourth deep in the pack. So we're just going to fly through these That's four. No Bowman was known for that. <laughs> uh, the Bowman Brigade of Brewers here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to name Shed? these guys. I'm not, I'm not going through them. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Navarro was probably. He was a White Sox. The most known of all those guys. Very good pitcher. Uh, so Jamie Navarro. Mm-hmm. You're going to fly through these. Glenn Braggs. 
Glenn Bragg dated someone from En Vogue at the height of En Vogue's fame. And when he was with the Reds, he uh, uh, twice he swung so hard he broke a bat on his uh, shoulder. Damn. And dated a member of En Vogue. En Vogue. Those are two good brags for Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> He's he broke a bat on his shoulder, like he swung through and his swung it swung through and a bat broke the handle off. Yeah. Oh, broke the handle it, off. It, it wow. broke at the handle. Yeah. Just uh, you know, just a wham. Never seen, never seen such a thing. Probably we hadn't either. It was remarkable. Probably wouldn't happen with today's maples that they're using. You think they're making wood today's... harder these days? I think so. Mm. You see less broken bats or like uh, like highlights of broken bats, like a Bo Jackson, you know? Yeah. Haven't seen a guy break a bat over his head in a long time. Do yourself a favor and YouTube Chris Sabo corked bat and watch the most hilarious at bat in baseball history where Chris Sabo knows he has a broken bat that is full of cork and yet still decides to swing with it knowing that it's going to explode full of cork everywhere. Uh-oh. And of course he gets caught and it's the, it's a real, uh, it's, it's, it's a moment in baseball history. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Chris Sabo corked bat. Done, it up. done and done. I was, I was just looking at Chris Sabo's goggles. Uh, I, uh, I'm down with any Chris Sable story. Uh, Greg Brock is another brewer here that we're flying through, and Teddy Higuera. Was he Canadian? Oof. Greg Brock? I did, not that I know of. Or Australian. No, he was born, <laughs> he was born in Oregon. So. Oh, okay. yeah, pretty close to Canada. Uh, no relation to Lou. Uh, and Teddy Higuera, who's uh, gum-stained. Gum-stained Teddy. Also oh. through a uh, – no, wait, that was Juan Nieves. But, yeah, Teddy was a, a, a pretty good pitcher for a while there. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Brews, uh, brews were stacked. I guess Brew they crew, were. They'd, you know, they had Juan Nieves. They had uh, Bill Plaschke, later Bucks announcer, calling their games. They, they, had, some, they had some fun teams. <laughs> later Bucks announcer. Uh, and, uh, obviously, Robin Yount and Rob Deere and Polly Molly. Greg Vaughn. The classics. Greg Vaughn. Okay, the, speaking of a classic – uh, I think Skeets actually mentions this guy pretty often because he's well known for one thing. Pitching and, the eighth inning? No, and it has oh. nothing to do. You know, he does like to say Dwayne Ward a lot. <laughs> uh, but no, this is a position player. <laughs> this is a position player uh, who lost uh, a, a part of his anatomy that um, because uh, is J.D. Kruk. chiming in? There he is, J.D. <laughs> I can see J.D.'s mic nice. going on. John Crock. Crock. <laughs> Rock, yeah. Oh yeah, he is notable uh, for losing a part of his anatomy. Oh my God, look at the baby face, Crook. He's got some Garth Brooks. He's got a Garth look to him. Great moment with Randy hands. Johnson. Those meaty game, paws, you know. With the, with John Crook was on uh, the David Letterman show in the mid '90s and wore a uh, Steely Dan Asia T-shirt. There so, you go. Cool. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff from John Crook. Crook. Is he, uh, is he like an announcer now or somewhere, something like I that? I think so. Yeah, yeah in Philly. He's in the booth. He's got it. Uh, understated, Rye, funny. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to our uh, second pack here of Bowman's. Let's get to the second pack of Bowman's. You want me to do it? It's up to you. I'm really feeling that pinky in the side part. I really like that It's strange. Idea. It feels honestly odd, but it, go- it does like uh, it changes the way you close the glove. Like I close it thumb to pinky now rather than like thumb to finger. <laughs> Um, so my pocket feels deeper, and I'm gonna use it. Using... I'm gonna use it to hide my face when I'm doing these cards. I think that's something Greg Maddox invented. Not or if you want to sing like Jack doing. White. All right, here's a good one. Teammate of John Crook, uh, one of the scumbags on the Phillies. He's also, <laughs> he's also a uh, an alliteration name. Oh, Darren Dalton. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's a big one. Darren oh. Dalton, DD. This guy I've never heard of. 
but he was a Chicago White Sox. Wow. Um, young Darren. Oh, wow. He looks very young in that picture. Zac Efron. <laughs> I wonder if he gets that a lot. You remind me of a young Zach Efron, Darren Dalton. All right, this guy was a pitcher, uh, Kelly, uh, obviously in the 90s season for the Chicago White Sox. We're talking about the Navy and Red era. Um, I don't know what to tell you. He's from New Orleans. He's straight up from New Orleans, okay? Uh, and his first name's Greg. <laughs> Greg Walker was a position player. I don't recall the last name of this guy. You know, I know who he is. Dowell. Greg Hibbard. Hibbard. Greg Hibbard. Yes. There was another Hibbard. Oh, speaking in of balls. Soft tosser. Soft tosser. <laughs> Soft tosser. Okay. Oh, he is ready for spring with that chain. Look at him. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna wear it this year. I know I bought it last winter, but I'm gonna wear it this year. I'm absolutely gonna wear it. Yeah, I don't care what, what Ivan Calderon says. I'm gonna wear it. You think he got that in the winter? It looks like a. I think he got it two winters prior, <laughs> and he just didn't have the guts before the '88 season and '89. It's time to shine. Oh wow! It screams spring by to me. Like it, it screams like a an island <laughs> chain. But mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. All right. Um, this guy was one of the best hitters for the Texas Rangers in the 1990s. Ruben Good Sierra. nickname based on his actual name. High average. Lots of dingers. Lots of RBIs. Rafael Palmero. Ruben no. Sierra. Harold Baines. No. Also no. But I mean, you're, you guys are in the right era. Uh, I believe he was a right-handed hitter. Absolutely right. I, it is hard to figure out what their batting averages was, and this is definitely before his prime. Is that Juan Gon, is it? Oh, it's Juan Gonzalez. Oh. That's a nice one if it wasn't completely gum stained. <laughs> Besides the gum stain, that's a nice looking card right there. That's hilarious. I think that's a rookie card, too. And it's must just, be. It <laughs> smells of cotton candy now. Yeah, it's like a PSA 6 with the gum on there, unfortunately. All right, we got a cubby here. Uh, outfielder and first base, he is listed at. I think he might have gone on to be. A manager for the Pittsburgh Pirates? Um, oh, Lloyd McClendon. There we go. Lloyd McClendon. Beauty. Good one. Good one. Lloyd McClendon. Fine player. Good pinch hander. This is um, <laughs> this is a more notable pack here. I can sure. play catcher yeah. too, you guys. I can play catcher. Okay. This guy uh, in the 1990s was a Boston Red Sox. In this card, he's a Boston Red Sox. And for me, the name is very similar to Harold Baines, and I would mess them up and get them confused for each other. Uh not as good of a player as Harold Baines, I don't think, but an outfielder as well. Ellis a, Burks? Uh, yes. Ellis Burks is exactly right. Very well done. Is Ellis it's a Harold Burks? Baines name. It's a, it's a Harold Baines kind of name, for sure. Okay, you're, you're going to get the Washington Bullets and the Philadelphia 76ers confused in the late 80s sometimes. You're going to get Ellis Burks and Harold Baines there you confused, go. and in the 90s, you're going to get the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. <laughs> We're They're all too similar. All right, this one we're not going to get. This is a... Uh, this is a brewer. They just you got to get some brewers when you're getting yeah. a pack of Bowmans here. It's not Randy Velarde. It's Randy Varys. <laughs> Whoever Randy Varys or Varys is, we don't yes. know him. Mm. Um, oh, you couldn't have taken this picture yesterday when I was fine. Then I had to go up <laughs> Randy Cross and Teddy Hagari and the rest of the boys, and you got to take a picture now that morning after that. Jeez, guys. Okay, what are you Bowman? They make Bowmans again. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Still making Bowmans. Um. We're getting close to a full set here of Milwaukee Brewers. Probably not. We've got like five of them, and there's like 50 players on our roster. But still, look at like none of these have been action shots for the Brewers either. They've all been (laughs) spring training shots. Uh, This guy, pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. Great pitching name. uh, Great baseball name. uh, A food. Part of his last (laughs) name is a 
is a, a delicious natural sweetener that we get from Rick bees. Honeycutt. <laughs> Honeycutt. Rick yeah. Honeycutt. Look how handsome he's looking in this picture. And uh, he I, said, "I can't put my hat on. I'm having a great hair day." <laughs> this guy's a movie star. He was definitely fresh on the brain for me because I've got this upper oh. deck card of him <laughs> looking like a friggin' movie star signing he's autographs. Not, he's not giving out autographs. He's giving out numbers. <laughs> That's exactly right. Rick Honeycutt's styling, man. He went full he was, accessories uh, the next year. Eckersley's uh, deputy. He was his Barney Fife. He was his lefty setup guy. He followed him to uh, St. Louis that first year together. He's like, I'm, Eckersley's like, if I'm going to pitch here, I'm going to need my Honeycutt. <laughs> there we go. We got right. uh, we got the Honey eighth cut. and the ninth innings taken care of with the Oakland A's right now. Uh, okay, this guy is a, a a great 1990s player. Probably has the most infamous contract in MLB history. Oh, Bobby Bobby Bo. Bobby Bo Nia. Pittsburgh wow. Pirate Bobby Bonilla right I there. Also, I also stacked a Bobby Bonilla. So let me pull that out of my upper deck pack as well. Because Bobby Bo still getting paid every July 1st. I, I forgot. Yeah, he was a pirate. But there's a Pirates yep. art card from upper deck as well. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And Vernon Wells made that, <laughs> I guess. V. Wells is signed on the art card of Bobby he Bo. He drew it. Um, okay, here's a good one. This guy played for both... Socks at some point in his career has a very famous home run for the Boston Red Sox. Carlton Fisk. That's it. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. 27 for the Red Sox, 72 for the White Sox. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I love uh, that the homer he hits for the Red Sox. You know, he's doing like the cool, like, keep it fair thing. Mm -hmm. That was an awesome thing to try and emulate back in the day. Absolutely. That's a wiffle ball classic. When you get around a little too early on a tennis ball and you send it to, to you know, you're hoping it's going to be in left field. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do like the a fist. little double slash down. Come on. Stay fair. Stay fair. It did. Carlton yeah. Fisk. The side, um, the side, the lateral. Yeah. Emotional leader in the clubhouse there for the White Sox. In the Hawk Harrelson tried to get him to play to left, play left field with the Sox one year uh, to, to make way for, I believe, Jerry Krause drafty Ron Karkavice. Ooh, Karkavice. Yeah. I think he might be up on a... Up on the, should be. the wall of uh, <laughs> wall of these. Ron Karkavice. That's another guy who liked the wire rim glasses as well. He did. Uh, this guy, him. it's going to be tough. He was a Detroit Tiger for the 1990 season. There's a few baseball players, I feel like, that are named Milt, and he is one mm. of them. <laughs> this guy is definitely named is Milt. Not Milt Palacio. Nope. No, don't got it. Milt Kyler. Milt Kyler. You can oh, tell this was a prospect. Spring- Spring training photo because he doesn't even have a logo on his helmet at this point. Doesn't even get the D for the Detroit Tigers. All right, this is a good one. Texas Ranger at the time, also a White Sox player in the future. You often get his name mixed up with Ellis Burks. Oh, uh, that would be uh, Washington Bullet, Harold Baines. (laughs) That's right. Got a Baines and a Burks in the same pack. I like that. I like that a there lot. He is. That's a lot of 295 hitting 20 home runs. That's that's a good pack. That's nice. Harold Baines did make the Hall of Fame eventually, right? He did. Oh, okay. Nice. No idea. Look, look at that Jamie Farty hat. That is that is very nice. I made a mash reference. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be really hitting with our audience for sure. Uh, uh, here's one. This is a guy's name I know. He was an angel for this season. He's listed as a DH and an outfielder. Probably had some power. Dave Parker? No. If you were doing laundry and you wanted your clothes to be fresh and soft after the dryer, you might throw mm. one of this guy's sheets into it. 
Larry Sheets. <laughs> Brian Downing. Mm, Brian Downing. Downing. I remember him as an angel for sure. Yeah. He's a real Tim Salmon out there. I like it. I like uh you can tell that this was the nineties too, because he's wearing a baseball hat underneath the yeah. helmet. You don't Yes. That that was a look. It's like, oh sorry. Chad's on second base. He's wearing the biggest helmet, so you're gonna have to wear one. You're gonna have to wear your hat with a helmet on the top of it to make it fit. <laughs> Doug Glanville maybe was also a hat under the under the helmet guy. I don't know. Here's a Yankee. He's wearing wire rim glasses here. He's a shortstop in the 1990 season, so it ain't Derek Jeter. I'm just noticing now that I share a birthday with this guy, but he's a little bit older. He's Venezuelan. Shortstop yes. for the Yanks. Wow. Shortstop for the Yankees. Not coming to me. Riquinona? No. No. Robinson Cano, I don't know. The 90 season, I'm going to be hopeless yeah. with the Yankees. That was, I think they were without uh, Steinbrenner that year. I think he was suspended that season. Or maybe that was 91. Well, maybe he had nothing to do with the acquisition of Alvaro Espinoza. Oh, what a name. Alvaro great. Espinoza. Don't great. know anything about him. All right. This is a great card. Um, an athletic at the time. No goatee in this photo. His name has been mentioned on the podcast earlier, but when we were talking about a different team. Oh, Will Hall, uh, a non-Hall of Famer, Mark McGuire? That's right. Mark McGuire. <laughs> Oakland A's Mark McGuire. <laughs> Let's see the Looking neck. Young Look at that right neck. There. Thin neck. Yeah, yeah. Much, much thinner neck in this photo. Much narrower head. And <laughs> finally, we got ourselves an art card. Got ourselves an art card. Um, there's no trivia on the back, but it looks like a pretty cool card. This was uh, probably the most notable 1990s New York Yankee. Chuck Knobloch? No. No. Paul O'Neill wasn't there yet. Fair, Nine. fair. Oh, Mattingly, Donnie Baseball. There we baseball. go, Donnie, Donnie Baseball. There's an Donnie Baseball. Ooh. I watched a uh, travel team game with my brother was playing in down in southern Indiana, and uh, Donnie Baseball's son was playing in it, and uh, he was uh, behind the uh, center field, or excuse me, left field wall with a cooler and a uh, lawn chair and uh, having himself a, a, just a wonderful uh, afternoon watching this kid play baseball. Everyone left him alone. I didn't go anywhere near him. I could just see him sipping beer all afternoon. It was, it was cool. It was like, ah, that's Donnie Baseball. That's respectful. Yeah, we're going to go see uh, Donnie Baseball in the dugout this Friday. We're going to take in a Braves oh, that's game. Right. The Marlins are coming to town. Uh, he's their manager. Can't wait. That's why he couldn't attend Paul O'Neill's ceremony last week. He wanted to be there. He said Paul sure. O'Neill, the acquisition of Paul O'Neill was the biggest trade the Yankees have ever made outside of uh, Babe Ruth because Paul O'Neill brought him those uh, ships. So Donny Baseball with an old okay. landscape card there. Yeah, do you agree? You think that's the big, second biggest trade? I mean, I'm not, I'm not up on my on my Yankees trade, but you know, the guy who's best known for kicking the baseball out of uh, right field is, uh, you know, no, I mean, Paul O'Neill was fine. He was, he was an All Star when I lived in Cincinnati. He's a perfectly Ooh. acceptable player. But I just, gosh, I'm hoping the Yankees have some better trades. And then, then they get uh, this. Uh, who's that pitcher slash outfielder that they got? For, they traded like a couple hundred thousand. Babe Ruth. They traded for that guy. Yeah, too. yeah, he was so, the biggest. I mean, he did. He, Donnie said, side yeah, Babe Ruth, biggest, okay, biggest trade gotcha. outside Babe Ruth. Paul O'Neill, yeah. Okay, well, Ken Phelps was pretty, pretty. You know, let's let's not dismiss that either. Mm. You, but you can't dismiss the intangibles that Paul O'Neill brought to the clubhouse. That's true. That's, That's true. what Donnie was talking about. I think. Um, anyways, great to see a landscape. 
That's nice. That's art, a nice card. Art card. A couple that, of nice one Bs right there. And that's why I included this uh, this other art card here. We don't have to go through his name, but this is uh, Mickey Tettleton, just because he's a great baseball name. Oh yeah. Uh, from oh, from the '90s. So just a few upper decks here. Uh, Ball's going to center field. He's always that boy. You think? <laughs> why is he throwing it sidearm? Sidearm from behind the plate. Interesting. That makes no sense. You're right. It is going to center field. What are you doing, Mickey? He's throwing an X slider right there. All right, a few uh, upper decks to to head to uh, leave you with here, Kelly. Before you got to go, uh, a Atlanta Brave because I know this is close to uh, Trey's heart, but not 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 the pitchers that you that we've all mentioned here as we've talked about Pujols hitting dingers, uh, but a pitcher who played a long time. This is early in his career. These are 1990 upper decks, I should say, early in his career. Out of the pen, I believe. Left oh the pen yeah he's he's I think he pitched his entire career out of the pen I'm pretty sure he threw left handed um, Charlie Liebrand very nice very nice no he, Charlie Liebrand has always been 65 in this uh, instance this pitcher is very young he's taken number 13 in the 87 draft out of Alvin Texas hmm. oh it was it is Steve Avery no 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 oh my bad no you got a Kent Merker over there no. Um, but this 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 was the beginning of his career, and I, and he pitched in the the World Series against the Jays in '92. But then he played forever. Uh, I know him as a Yankee. He could still be playing today, but he's 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 retired. But he was in Mike the classic Stanton? name that I Mike, Stanton. Nice. Mike Stanton. Nice, Mike Stanton. <laughs> Good Yankees hit. Yeah, not just yet. aggressively anti sideburns. <laughs> you could not have sideburns in the '90s until you had to have sideburns in the '90s. Exactly. You mentioned this guy earlier, Kelly. Uh, he was part of that Reds great team that went to the World Series that got their asses swept, right? Other uh, way around, brother. Oh, they, they swept. That's mm-hmm. right. Swept the A's. They swept the A's. Uh, yeah. Did I say Herman Ingham? Did I say Glenn Braggs, Eric mm-hmm. Davis? Got a Jose Rijo. You're almost there. No, Joe Oliver, Jose Rijo, Tom I, Browning. I don't uh, remember this uh, man's uh, quads being this big, but they are Ted big. Ted Benzinger. Todd Benzinger, Here, Mario keep going. Duncan. Keep going. He was on the infield. Chris Sabo. Chris Sabo. Oh, Sabo. Billy Hatcher. Nice. Billy Hatcher, very nice. Chris Saves. Sabo. A little ahead of that one, but, you know. Um, yeah, these. you're right. The upper decks uh, got some action shots. They got some better That looks like the World Series. That could have been. Oh, no, this is a 97. My bad. Man, how how would you be able to tell sleeve. if it was the World Series? Whoa, Whoa. cards down. It was Bobby. How could I you... thought I saw some A's-ish stuff in the background. Oh, yeah, there's a little green. There's a little <laughs> green back there. This. Uh, that could be. It could be that Cincinnati. Oh no, that's Dodgers. Yeah, that's Dodgers. Team. Oh, it's blue. You guys are good. Uh, yeah, this Dodgers still the same stadium, right? That they played with, that played in back then. But they don't yeah. call it Chavez Ravine anymore, I don't think. No, but it, they have a classic. It's a classic Dodger stadium. Mm-hmm. Respect that Reds logo with the little happy baseball little guy. Love it. <laughs> so funny. Uh, actually, you mentioned this next one. You mentioned this guy's name uh, when you were guessing randomly. Is number thirty nine probably the best thirty nine in sports history besides Dominic Hasek? Um, <laughs> Except Lance Hasek. Johnson, Bobby Thigpen. Who did I randomly mention? That's uh, not a Kelly Dwyer thing. He's a big, he's a big hitter, powerful. Played with the A's at this point, but he got around. Uh, oh, Ruben Sierra. Nope. Dave Parker. Davey P. Dave Davey Parker, P. one of my favorite players of all time. Top top five player for me. 
Why is he a top five player? He's just he's just the dude. Yeah. I mean, he's famous for walking around in a in a, in a t shirt with a palm and Funkadelic lyric on on it. The you know the he's just he's just the guy. I mean, he wore a hockey mask and a football helmet when he broke his jaw. He's just he's just a bodacious <laughs> hitter, and he played forever. He, he played for two teams after this. He played for the Brewers and the Angels, and uh, yeah, I just I just dig his game. Uh, and. Uh would rip a cigarette as well right there's is there a photo of him ripping a cigarette i think so oh i'm sure there's there's richie allen too but yeah i mean that that whole that whole uh pirates team i'm sure was uh was ripping cigs all over the place that that was that was just a that was a crew and parker was the best of them i mean he dominated the late 70s absolutely dominated it and i wish they put him uh i'm hoping these uh kids will push him into the hall of fame (laughs) dave (laughs) yeah the hall of fame's changing now it's all it's about the numbers guys who wouldn't get in before would get in now apparently uh, i agree because they he had he had had to play with pete rose in cincinnati and no one was weird lineups when pete was trying to win games the wrong way if you know what i mean and uh (laughs) you know playing in a giant massive stadium with so his stats kind of suffered but he he was uh you know per, per the era he was he was dynamite he was the guy Oh, 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 oh. There what a photo! Yeah, the photo with the the pirates, the old school hat. It's a billowing hat. It's like four feet tall, and if he's ripping something. It's just me and the boy. <laughs> and and it's funny. I, I guess it's a cigarette. It looks like a cigarette. He's smoking something. If you're watching on YouTube, could be a hand rolled cigarette. And the player behind him as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's baseball so for you. Great. Great stuff. Um, 162 games. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> this guy, I totally forgot he was a Chicago Cub. Famously known Vance for... Vance Law? Oh, of course he was a Chicago Cub. Maybe <laughs> all-star team. Vance Law? One one call, that's all. Vance Law. That sounds like a... Uh... <laughs> that sounds uh, That's a bench ad right there. <laughs> yeah. a bench ad. No, this guy, infamously known for a, a moment where he gave up a huge dinger in the biggest of moments for another team. A couple oh, years uh, later, uh, uh, the uh, the wild lefty Mitch oh, Williams, Mitch wild Williams thing himself, totally forgot he was a Cub. Yep, yep, yeah. yes, indeed. Traded for Rafael Palmeiro. Wow. Sideburns. Yeah, look at that, trendsetter. Icons, you're out of here. I am iconoclast, Mitch Williams. I will wear sideburns the night <laughs> Was he a Ranger? Where, where did yeah, he... he's a Ranger. Oh, okay. And uh, the Cubs had to get rid of uh, Rafael Palmero and Dave Martinez because of some uh, locker room dissension mm. and uh, stumbled into a, a wild lefty reliever and uh, th- that happened on the scene at the same time this awesome movie came out about a wild reliever. So it was, uh, it was, it was a fun year. 89 Cubs are one of my favorite teams ever. Huh. And then, uh, yeah, obviously gave up the home run to Joe. Jolton Joe in 93, a Blue Jay. And we've got a Blue Jay here, another lefty. Taken to the hill. Hmm. Another, another. Jimmy Key? No, good guess. Another uh, bit of a wild child. Had some issues with gout in his career. Uh, <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> wow. Late, late, hey, late. Eating too much mutton. Yep. Uh, late in his career, um, where he was a Yankee. Late gout. He, he did some special things. He was a Blue Jay. I, I don't really. I mean, I know him as Blue Jay because I was a Blue Jays fan, but he's definitely more known as a Yankee. Um, the David Wells. David fan? Wells. David Wells. Well's done, sir. Mm-hmm. To go get that. Oh, look at that guy. That hat is just pure. That hat is so clean. That's looking nice. Three more cards. Um, what do you think about the Blue Jays yeah. wearing red every Monday? I saw some Blue Jays fans tweeting about it this week. It looks weird to see a team called the Blue Jays wearing so much red. Yeah, I guess I've uh, 
I'm okay with it because I see it on Canada Day, sure, of and course. now I'm fine with it. Every Monday, it is a little much. <laughs> Extra but, red, as Kelly just said. 162 games. Mix it up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why Mix the, it up. Why the heck not? I was just explaining to my father-in-law that they play the same team three or four times in a row, and he just couldn't understand it. He, <laughs> yeah, he, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> they just go and stay for a weekend and play baseball every and, day. And he's like, and he's like every day. You know, is that no breaks the same in between. Um, yeah, they must. Isn't it uncomfortable? Yeah, they must get tired. This guy must have got tired because he played two sports. I threw him in here, as we all know. The the greatest guy to play two sports. No, it's not the greatest guy. I take it back. Bo. Yeah, it's Bo. Bo, because I recently. So the other guys, obviously, Dion. Yeah. You know, I would say Dion certainly more accomplished than Bo Jackson, but maybe Bo Jackson had more talent in both of his sports. Just the injury with the the Raiders kind of ruined things for baseball and football for Bo, whereas Dion was able to kind of avoid contact for most of his career in the NFL, mm. being a, the greatest defensive back of all time. Mm. Yeah, Dion going back and playing with the Reds just randomly. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost yeah. anonymously, I'm going to play for this. You know, he could have been like, hey, I'm just going to, you know uh, – I'm going to come around in September and October and play for a game, play for whatever team is the highest bid is going to be in the October is going to be on TV. I'm going to play for that team. And he was like, no, I'm just going to go play for the Reds all year and just do, you know, normal baseball things and, and not be on TV. It was, it was, I, I love Dion, but yeah, Bo's, Bo's the man. Uh, do you know another guy who played uh, baseball and football? Cause I just realized that he was a brave, just realized totally. Brian Jordan. Brian Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian Jordan. Yeah. Cardinal. Yeah, he was the one to me. It was like, oh, we're letting guys play two sports now, so I'm going to try it as well. Way better at baseball than football, I think Brian Jordan was. What position did he play in football? I don't even remember. Yeah, he Wide was a out? DB as well, oh, I DB. think. I think he's maybe a safety. Mm-hmm. All right, two more cards. This guy is sweet. This first, guy his first is name. sweet. His first name. It's a nickname, I suppose. Like, I sweet Lou Whitaker? No, very nice. Very nice. No, his actual, his actual first name that everyone knows him by. Is sweet sugar? Yeah. Oh, sugar. it's tantalizing. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's sugary, baby. It's sugary. It's a sugary name. Uh, Skittle Johansson. <laughs> Rick Honeycutt. Uh, no, his last name probably is many syllables. No, <laughs> sweet. A lot of a lot of syllables sweet. in his last Which name. Which team are we talking here? Uh, he was a giant. He was also a Blue Jay. He's kind of like a utility guy. Um. It the... can't be Kevin Seltzer because that's not sweet. It's just bubbly. It's just bubbly. <laughs> Kevin Seltzer is that a guy? He's a race hitting coach right now. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he's Puerto Rican. Man, I got Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. No. And maybe the, the Blue Jay Giant Pudge Rodriguez. He didn't get a lot of Blue Jay Giant transactions. Man. No, yeah. no. He was he probably signed as a free agent because he wasn't incredible, but he was. He was useful, and I uh, played in the World Series for the Blue Jays. Candy Maldonado. Yeah. Candy Maldonado. <laughs> nice one. <Yeah>. Nice one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is sweet. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to see what his actual name is, but no one knows. It's not on the back of the card. Maldonado's throw is over everything. That's what he's well known for is throwing yeah, the ball good, over. Great hitter, though. A strong hitter. In my house, he was known for my mom telling me he was she was going to get me a Candy Maldonado autograph because she knew somebody that knew him. <laughs> Never got it. Never got it. Still haunted to this day. That would be, that'd be a great nickname to have. <laughs> All right, great Maldonado. autograph. I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, last guy here. He's still 
hanging around the game, celebrating the game. One of the all-time greats. I mean, I'm, I'm skipping the lead here. An absolute beauty of a smile. An absolute pure swing. A lefty. The kid. The kid. Ken. And I, uh, I threw him out there because uh, he also tweeted a photo of his, a split screen of his from his rookie year, which was 1989. And he uh, he replicated it. <laughs> nice. He replicated it recently if you're watching on YouTube. So 89, he had that. The, and he looks exactly the same, like 30 plus years later. You know, a little aged, but not all that different. Still have the necklaces, huh? Yeah. Nice. That's a good call. Yeah, Trace. I wonder Trace. if he's been back to Bellingham, Washington, where that photo was taken. Huh. Bellingham, Washington. Is that where he went to? That's where his uh, minor league team was then, when he was killing it when he was like 18 and a half. It's like, oh, this guy's going to be in the pros real soon. But they didn't. They So they brought him up to the majors real quick then. Real quick, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was on the accelerated program there. And then, then the Reds, just for some reason, were like, yeah, well, we're going to release his father. And then Seattle's like, okay, so his father is available. Let's get the, let's be awesome here and make the greatest story ever and, and sign two. You know, that was, that was, that was a fun thing to be around for. Just, yeah, sign his dad. Reds, release him. You don't need him on the World Series team. He's hitting 190. Goes out to Seattle and he's like actually a really good player for one great year and then sees his son off for the, for the rest of his career. It was a, that was a fun, fun time because Seattle was like nothing back then. They had Harold Reynolds was like their all time leading everything. The, the 270 hitting shortstop. So yeah, the, the kid, he was the greatest. You wear a backwards hat back in the day, Kelly. I don't think I've ever seen you. No, wear a no, hat. no, no. It was it was more of the uh, it, it it was by the time I, I you know it was hat wearing time. The backwards hat had always been done, so it was it was a keep it forward sort of a uh, you know anti crisscross sort of sort of thing. It was it was always a statement. Plus, you had to see you had to let people know what you what you were had. You know, I had to be the first guy with that socks hat when they changed. I'd be the first guy with the Rockies hat when they got it. I'd be the first guy with the San Jose Sharks hat. It's you know you want you want you want it's it's the it's what kids have before we get cool band T-shirts. So uh, no, I'm not like making them. If I buy a hat, if I buy a fog hat, I want people to see the thing on the front. I don't want you know. There's nothing on the back. So <laughs> yeah. Benny hat. I'm front. I'm frontward. I like that. <laughs> Traditional. I'm frontward. Uh, all right, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hit back-to-back jacks this summer for the no dunks no bunts brand you're on with no dunks as well so really appreciate it uh i love it make sure you're reading the second arrangement by kelly dwyer to see what he's doing at the reds game tonight uh wednesday night in your honor i'm gonna chew these two pieces of gum oh no 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 task task you're good you're good you're good good. no no task task they look yellow no no, no. No, they look fresh in person they look fresh and they look yellow on camera yeah, that is strange. I saw them, I was like, oh, those oh, are supposed to be pink, aren't they? They smell like, I, I'm doing it. I got to do it now in your honor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just as good. Just as good. 30. Oh. <laughs> Chewy. So good to have you on, Kelly. I'm on the record saying no, right? We got that on the mic. We got, we got a stick you. of gum that looks like every color crazy. of the shoe that's on his uh, throwback TBJ shirt. Mm. No dunks. Oh. Yummy. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Why? Why would you say? Oh. Why would you say no to this, Kelly? We have to people make buy no dunks merch so that we can pay for uh, the uh, costly ambulance ride that is about to. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm getting in the car. Usher, Taz from the Classic Factory. To the hospital, to Tampa Bay. I'm driving. I'm getting in the car. I'm trying not to swallow. 
please don't please don't i already i already oh did a goodness. little bit um but yeah i'm getting in the car i'm driving to canada or they'll take care of me um, <laughs> That's the yeah least you might as well sw- it's like a don't take the knife out situation you're gonna want to have to swallow that and let your body do the most of the work on that <laughs> pass that don't randy incredible. velarde do not randy velarde I lost my mic there for a sec. It sounded like you were eating crackers or something. That yeah. did not sound like gum. Those. <laughs> I've just been I've just been eyeing this pack. I'm I'm once I get something in my mind, I can't let it go. So I've been eyeing these this gum for forty eight hours, thinking when am I going to chew that? When am I going to chew see that? The color on your face changing, Tess. Yeah, that's true. Like this, you might be seriously ill, and uh, you and, know, look in the back of the Bowman thing and see where they were made, so we can see who to who to, who to uh, oh, you know. Man. It was some sort of form of suit. Uh, it says dextrose, corn syrup, gum base, softens natural and artificial flavors, artificial colors, and BHT to maintain freshness. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough BHT, my friends. Uh, anyway, uh, Kelly, thanks for coming awesome. on. Enjoy the game. Wow. Tonight. I will. I will. I will enjoy the rest of your afternoon oh, and whatever happens to your digestive system <laughs> after this. Oh, I'm going to be wonderful. Again, are you uh, you going to live tweet the game? I know you're not like a. I've got a I've got a six year old iPhone. There's there's no way once I leave the car the battery immediately catches on fire and dies. But I'll definitely write something in the second arrangement, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll have some fun. We'll throw in some old uh, videos, maybe the Chris Sabo, maybe some Glenn Braggs. We'll have some Cincinnati fun. And uh, gosh, this is the two no dunks in one month. I'm a blessed man. So thank you again for having me on. Uh, Thank you for coming on, Kelly. Appreciate it, Kelly Dwyer. The second arrangement. Make sure you subscribe. Best email I get. Selling a little? Yeah. Cha-ching. Or a lot? (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. We've got a segment here 
called What the Hell is This Baseball Stat? What the hell is this stat? Well, I think this stat is pretty self-explanatory. The stat is called chase rate. Mm. Pitches outside the zone that a hitter swings at. Ooh, you want to have a low chase rate would be my guess. You're right, sir. Yeah. That would tell wannabe scouts or would-be scouts, not wannabe scouts. (laughs) Would would, (laughs) Would be scouts that you've got plate discipline. That you don't swing at balls outside the zone. Now, it doesn't indicate whether or not you hit the ball, whether or not you hit for base hits outside the zone, um, but it is an indicator of, yeah, again, like a Juan Soto. That's what he does. He's got a low chase rate, as he said. Walks a lot. Just has an, has a keen eye. And I don't know if that seeps into the umpire's mind when, like, I think, I personally, I, I know that when Juan Soto takes a pitch, and umpire's like, well, it's probably a ball. Probably a ball. Because he's got that great eye. That's what the Los Angeles Dodgers have built their lineup on. That's why they're so hard to beat because they just take so many pitches. They've got great eyes. But that's why our Braves here in Atlanta are so fun because they swing at everything. They got a high chase rate. They got some high. Some some guys have some high chase rates, like uh, the young guys coming up, but they still make contact. They're still good. Okay, so chase rate has absolutely nothing to do with making contact. It's just yes. all about are you swinging at pitches out of the zone? Yes, exactly. And if you're one of the greats, you can still do something with the pitch out of the zone. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. but you'd rather be on the other side. Right, exactly. It's also it's formally known as O swing, outside swing percentage. Okay. And uh, Z swing is the opposite, pitches inside the zone that a hitter swings at. So. You don't want to be taking pitches that are like right down the middle. No, and you yeah, you want a high Z swing percentage, but a low O swing percentage. I think it's an interesting, somewhat interesting stat to look at. Yeah, guys that guys that chase. Like I immediately think of as a as a fan of the nineties, fan of the Expos, fan of the Angels, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. Mm. That guy could do anything with any pitch outside the zone. He'd swing at pitches that would bounce. And he would yank them. Uh, he would go everywhere with it. So he probably had a high chase rate. Um, but, again, that doesn't tell you the whole story. He probably has a, a hard barrel rate. I think th- I think that's a thing. Barrels. Yeah, sure. Yeah, those are you, a thing. You hit the ball on the barrel. Uh, like you're barreling the Pure ball. Pure contact. Yeah, yeah. That's why you wrap it in preseason. You know where you're, <laughs> know where you're aiming. There's also a thing called swing percentage. Rate of swings per pitch basically it's just like pitch divided by swings like how often sure. you're swinging i got nothing to say about that but i'm just bringing it up because there's so many baseball stats it is really hard to whittle it's a good down one, though. it's an interesting one yeah working the count's a big deal especially in today's game where you're trying to i mean pitchers aren't pitching quite as often uh i remember when i was younger yeah tell me about it i was watching you know like growing up around chicago frank thomas was a huge baseball player back in the day, the big hurt. And one of the things with him was not only is he cranking dingers all the time, mm-hmm. he's drawn a whole bunch of walks. Unfortunately for me, I didn't have the natural power of a Frank Thomas, but I tried to co-opt his uh, great eye mm-hmm. at the plate because getting a, getting a walk's just as good as getting a single. Oh, yeah. 
but I think I took it too far. You know, like I was being too selective. My chase rate was too low. Uh-huh. So then my my Z swing was also too low because now I'm taking pitches in the zone. And uh-huh. then you feel like a fool. You're like, oh, I just missed the pitch that I should have been trying to mm-hmm. hit out there. Yeah. I wonder if you can go over the edge too far. I wonder if um, yeah. I wonder if MLB players are ever like, I've been taking too many pitches. I got to swing at some worse ones here just to try and make something happen. That's a very good point. I imagine the greats are the greats, and they will like you, like you, you on the in the batter's box. You maybe, there's a <laughs> trying to swat. I've I, I've got a pretty pretty low uh, average here as I swat at a fly multiple times here in the studio. I'm I'm over. I'm over three. I think. Yeah, uh, we got a high chase rate trying to get this one fly right here right now, though. I'm eyeing it there at the end of the table. I'm gonna make up for it with a slugging percentage, though. I'm going to knock that thing yeah. out of the classic factory pretty soon. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's the guy. The good guys are are the good guys for a reason. Like if uh, if you watch any old Barry Bonds clips, um, missed him. The old the old Barry Bonds clips are just pitchers pitching around the zone not able to come anywhere near the zone because bonds would sock everything and he had that great eye so he was walking minuscule chase rate uh minuscule chase rate i'm gonna get this fly here jd so uh here we go catch me here oh nothing nothing anyway that's a good cut um here's the question (laughs) for me is chase rate oh i got him Oh, 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 the middle knuckle. <laughs> Look at this, right on the middle finger there. Oh, he's down. See ya, fly. It looks like you're calling for a pitch here, or maybe a pitch out. Actually, there it is, right oh. there. Hard to focus on that fly, but wow, JD, how did you, got... you get it in between the fingers? No idea. That's what? only the second grossest thing you did on this show. Yeah. It's the summer. <laughs> it's the summer. We're swatting. <laughs> We're swatting out here. Got to try some things. Got to eat some gum. I've got <laughs> It's hard to maintain my finger position like this. You popped open that pack. That fly smelled that delicious gum and had right. to get close to it. And you're oh. you you can go you can go drown in the juices, the saliva that I had to spit out. <laughs> See a fly. There's your burial. Anyway, what a wild ending. Uh, yeah, it isn't it. No, no, this is just the beginning. This now I'm going to talk about more stats. No, right. that's it. That's it. Um, here's a question for you though: yeah. Is chase rate specifically an offensive stat? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is it only for batters chasing bad pitches, or do you do they also track it for pitchers? And you want to have a high chase rate, like people swinging at your pitches that are out of the zone, getting strikeouts. Oh, they've got to. Uh, yeah, it probably goes both ways. Why yeah. not? Yes. Yeah. There's definitely. Uh, well, there's yeah pitches in the zone for pitchers you know, versus outside the zone. Yeah. So there's that simple stat. But as far as, yeah, pl- pitchers inducing guys to chase, it's got to be a stat. I don't know what it's called. It's got to be a letter for it. We got I mentioned uh, an O-swing, a Z-swing, a swing percentage. Yeah, there's, what's P, ch- C, chasing? Sure, like, yeah, I mean, you would want to have a high chase rate on a slider out of the zone, you know? <laughs> Uh, are there stats like that in no breaks? Here's the transition. Like in Formula One, not, uh, not in no breaks, but in Formula One or like passing rates? They do have most overtakes. That's a big thing. And I would say the other thing that they track quite regularly that's maybe a little odd is fastest pit stop. You know, like it's you want yeah. to get your car into the pits and out as fast oh, as you big. possibly can. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a big like team thing that's yeah. not necessarily associated with the driver. So. That's probably the closest, I guess. That's why it's a good sport. 
Not a lot of stats. <laughs> Two stats. Okay. Yeah. One stat, uh, miles per hour or kilometers per hour, and the other one is how fast can you change the tires. That's it. Done. I'm sure there's others, you know, like downforce. I don't know, but you got to ask Graydon. All I ask, all I know how to do is ask him questions. Yeah. Um, so you guys are you talking about any of those stats today on No Breaks on your episode of No Breaks as we record on Wednesday. No Breaks. Okay. Has its well, own actually, feed. this is maybe something similar. We've got um, top the top ten. Graydon's going to list his top ten corners in Formula One. You know, the tracks are not oval, so they got all kinds of crazy turns. The turns get names. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, like uh, the Green Monster mm-hmm. is a notable baseball feature of a stadium. Or yeah. when Houston used to have like the little hill in center field, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's kind of similar. The the intricacies of each and every track. Absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, Pesky's Pole. Pesky's Pole. Yeah, that kind of thing for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. So we're going to get the top 10 corners. Top 10 corners. Yep. On no breaks today. All right. Yep. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the No Bunks no bunks. Wow. I did it. I did the same thing as Skeets. I it combined happens, bunts and dunks later this week uh, because we've got Is This Good coming up, another episode with Maddie O. And of course, if something happens in basketball, if Donovan Mitchell is traded to the New York Knicks. What do you think about that R.J. Barrett extension? I do agree with uh, our man John Hollinger. You can't overpay for a uh, somebody on their rookie extension these days so true i'm happy for rj barrett and he's a good enough player to garner that money yeah i'm, I'm good with it yeah i think so too uh he's definitely worth what they're going to be paying and maybe he will outplay his contract as time goes on still some improvements to be made sure um but better paying him than letting him go somewhere else i think and uh i don't know i mean maybe it throws a little wrench in the plans for acquiring Donovan Mitchell, but they could still make it happen if they really wanted to. Yes, yeah, it seems like. Yeah, they could still make it happen. If you look at the Knicks and who they're paying their top three, it's, unfortunately, it's not a great team, and you're paying guys like, you know, number one, number two money in Julius Randle, Donovan Mitchell, and now Jalen Brunson. So, you know, when you talk about it like sure. that, it's not ideal because you're paying 30, 25, and whatever they're paying Randle, another 25-ish. That's a lot of bucks. Yeah, but people have been asking for the Knicks to just, like, do normal stuff for a while, and that's kind of what I feel like Leon Rose has been doing is just making the team a normal standard basketball team, sort of like where the Nets were when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving signed with them, and it was just kind of like they seem to be a little bit of a stable franchise. Maybe that's what New York is trying to do, build something stable here, and then we'll someday be able to acquire a superstar. That's true. The Jalen Brunson move in a vacuum is good. It's stable. Uh, R.J. Barrett can be traded, as you said. There you go. It's it's fine. It's a rookie extension that everyone is signing. And it was their first rookie extension. I I read this on The Athletic. Of their first round pick since Charlie Ward. Charlie Ward. What? In 1998 or 99, whatever it was. There's a two-sport star for you. Two-sport star. Charlie Ward. (laughs) Did he win the Heisman? He did win the Heisman. Yeah, as a yep. quarterback. And then uh, he was a PG for the Knicks. A little basketball talk here, huh? Yeah, why not? <laughs> the I, wild stuff. If you want more basketball talk, if you want all sports talk, you can subscribe to The Athletic for a great price right now. $1 a month for the next six months. What? At theathletic.com slash no ducks. That is a heck of a deal. Go over and do that. In the meantime... 
Trey's got to uh, get ready for no breaks with Graydon in a couple hours here at the Classic Factory as we pump out the hits. For now, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, two fingers into the pinky of your glove will give you a deeper pocket, which is good for an outfielder. Big pocket. Big pocket. But you said infielders are doing it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> the bigger the pocket, the better the range. We got to end on that. The bigger the pocket, the better the range. And the more change. <laughs> <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.